Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are hot on the tails of Microsoft's E3 2019 press conference, uh, and it was a big one. Let me tell you. I mean, they needed to—they uh, needed to really bring it hard. And uh, there's not a heck of a lot more that they could have done. This is, of course, uh, another technical alpha podcast mini of sorts, just like we've done in years past. I'll be doing my best to cover. Uh, all of the conferences as they happen. I missed e- uh, EA's yesterday, but nothing really happened, so that's kind of whatever. There's uh, one thing that happened at EA yesterday that we'll be partially covering in this list anyway. And so, if you really want to know more about e- uh, EA, my apologies. You'll have to go and uh, and find that for yourself. Uh, Xbox started out right off the rip, bringing out Outer Worlds, which is, of course, that game by Obsidian, uh, as well as Bleeding Edge from Ninja Theory. Uh, both of these games, we've already seen Outer Worlds. Um, the both of these games basically just look like Borderlands. This is the year I actually have in my notes here. It, this seems like it's the year of the Borderlands. Everything looks, everything sounds kind of like Borderlands. The tone of the game and otherwise visually, it's all it's all very much Borderlandsy. So if that's kind of something that you're looking for, well then, boy, I tell you, you've got a lot coming down the pipeline. Uh, that will do just that. They followed that up with Ori, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, or like Ori 2, Will of the Wisps. Uh, that's got a 2020 release date. It looks incredible, uh, visually, uh, everything that the first game was and more. Of course, the soundtrack is probably going to be incredible. Every, uh, the Ori, you, you guys know that Ori, if you've played it, or even if you haven't, you probably know Ori is, uh, one of the most, uh, loved or beloved games uh, in the indie-ish space has come out in uh, in years, and for good reason. It's a spectacular game. Uh, after that, we've got we we got the first plot twist of Microsoft's press conference. Um, like, so everyone probably figured that we'd be seeing Minecraft, but I can guarantee you, nobody in a million years was going to predict that this was the version of Minecraft that we were going to get. We got Minecraft. Uh, what do they call it? Minecraft Dungeons. And it is quite literally Diablo Minecraft. There's four-player, local, and online co-op. It's coming spring 2020. You'll have to go and check it out for yourself, but it is literally a top-down, like, Minecraft Diablo. It's wild. I'm not gonna lie, it kinda looked good. I, I can't, like, it... I'm not sure, I'm not sure who decided that that was something that needed to exist. But I feel like it's probably going to make some money, even if it's only just partially okay. And it looks like it was more than partially okay. You know, for a first look, it looked, it all looked good. Uh, one of the big focuses that we got in this conference in general, and something that will be, uh, you'll you'll notice as I mentioned some of the programs and stuff that they're uh, uh, that they've you know are really bringing in for the Xbox uh, division is this focus on games first. The whole narrative of the show was games first, the whole way, beginning to end. Uh, and they really highlighted that with, you know, uh, talking about the fact that they're going to show us 60 games in this thing. There's 14 of them are exclusives and talking about all the, uh, the studios that they bought up, um, the, lots and lots of discussion around that stuff. Uh, and you'll, you'll see what, uh, what I mean as well. They did a good job of backing that up throughout this conference. Uh, they talked about Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order or Jedi Fallen Order. I always feel like there needs to be a the in there. Regardless, that was really the big game of EA's conference yesterday other than talking about um, Apex, which was neither here nor there. Uh, they, they showed some gameplay yesterday as well. I'll talk about that here since I didn't get a chance to talk about it, uh, about the EA bit from yesterday. 
Uh, it looked it looked pretty good. I mean, graphically, it looks impressive. It's a Frostbite engine. Everything on Frostbite looks pretty damn good. Uh, they're talking a lot about kind of freeform lightsaber combat that, uh, you know, on when you're watching a video, it doesn't really translate all that well, and they kind of discuss that, where it's going to be one of those things, and I agree, that people are probably going to have to get their hands on the game to really be able to tell uh, what they're getting at in regards to the combat. And some people had some concerns about its linearity, but they were also trying to, you know, make sure that people understood that not everything is going to be super linear, uh, but it's going to be another one of those things, again, we're going to have to wait and see. They introduced a new droid that they can sell lots of merchandise for. It's small, it's cute, it's got all the droid sassiness that you've, you know, grown to expect from Star Wars droids. Uh, and in general, it just, it, it, it looks like, it looks like there is some promise there, but we need to see some more. Or at least I do. And we didn't get to see, you know, dramatically more uh, in today's Microsoft conference than we did perhaps in uh, yesterday's EA conference. Uh, but there you have it. Then we got another bit of a plot twist that I'd been a, uh, again, another one of those nobody was ever going to call this. They had, they showed um, the opening for what was very obviously a horror game right from the get-go. You could tell that's what it was. And, uh, but it had mixtures of everything. It had elements of like, um, uh, of like a Silent Hill. It looked like one of the characters in the back looked like James from Silent Hill 2 at one point. Uh, there was like some fatal frame type stuff going on there. Um, uh, just a, a mishmash. Like, so Alan Wake, people thought, uh, I said out loud, is this, is this Alan Wake? Um, a lot of that, it was all, it was a mishmash of everything. And as it turns out at the very end, and a title card pops up, and it looked really good, and it does, it does in fact look like it's going to be like some sort of VR experience as well, the way that they've been building it. Um, it's the Blair Witch Project. Which is kind of crazy. So, uh, <laughs> All I can say is that, all I can say, you know, you, you know you'll be able to see the, the trailer or whatever, but all I can say is that it, it actually didn't look bad. It, it looked it looked pretty good. Uh, so the Blair Witch Project, that was a, another plot twist. Then the biggest plot twist of them all. And I, this is, uh, E3 has now, uh, E3 is already, it's not even about winning. It's just the moment of E3 2019 has already been accomplished. It has been, it has been locked in by Microsoft, I don't know how anyone could possibly surprise people more and in a more awesome way than they did. Cyberpunk 2077 pops up on screen. Of course, people are already clapping and cheering because it's probably, you know, CD Projekt Red doing it big, doing, uh, doing everyone justice here with this next game after the Witcher series did so well, and people wanted to see more. And we got this trailer that looked fucking fire, great voice acting, phenomenal modeling work, everything looked great. Not a lot of gameplay, but that's not what it was about. Because at the very end, when you just just when you thought that we were going full-blown Alita, Alita Battle Angel, a character whose face you can't see. And this is, uh, full spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this shit yet, and you haven't heard it somehow on social media, which would almost be impossible, I'm going to tell you right now, stop, go look it up, come back. Stop, go look it up, come back, and then then continue listening. That's been your warning. But the character off screen walks up to your now bad the battered character on the ground of which you're looking through their first person kind of perspective of this character, uh, and you don't see the face at first, and then you heard the voice, and then they step forward and you can see the face, and I just said, Are you fucking serious? Is that who I think it is? And yes, it was fucking Keanu Reeves, the undead god himself. The undying, the the ageless wonder that is Keanu fucking Reeves 
is a character, a prominent character in Cyberpunk 2077. I, there's probably a highlight of my reaction. I lost my mind. I, I completely lost my fucking mind. And then after that, sure shit, Keanu Reeves walks out on fucking stage and does Keanu Reeves things. And everyone was loving it because it's Keanu Reeves and they should love it. And it was awesome. Uh, that was that was it. E3 has been... We found the peak. Now everything just kind of has to sort itself out underneath of that. Uh, there's literally nothing I can think of short of PlayStation coming out on stage and saying, we're releasing our console this year and not next year to blow my mind any more than that. That's it. That's... That was the show. Uh, so that happened. And then from there, it was like, how are we... Where are we going from here? But they also... Keanu himself got to announce the release date for Cyberpunk 2077, it is officially April 16th, 2020. Next spring, get in your hands on Cyberpunk 2077 and apparently getting to take that ride with Keanu Reeves himself. Doing big things. Uh, Keanu Reeves' Johnny Silverhand, apparently, from Cyberpunk, as Getson is pointing out in chat. I don't know the validity of that, but either way, I don't care. He could be called Keanu Reeves. In fact, he should probably just be called Keanu Reeves. Um, uh, after that, oh boy, after that, well, what did we get into? We got into, uh, a game that honestly also looked really cool, very, uh, unique, uh, kind of reminded me of, um, oh, what was that, what was that, chat's gonna have to help me out on this one, I'm still live right now, um, 2D Minecraft, basically, side-scroller, I can see it in my head, we're gonna get it, it's gonna happen, Terraria. I already got it before the chat did. It's fine. Reminded me kind of like Terraria in a way, but not not really, but there were similarities there. Really cool cartoon art style. And when I say cartoon, I really mean like kind of cartoon. It was it was quite impressive. Um go and look up the trailer for it. Again, it's called Spirit uh Spirit Fairer uh by Thunder Lotus. And it did look really cool. I I, I was on board. I wanted to, I want to see more. I want to know what's up. So that's the thing. Uh, after that, uh, which I spotted in a Sizzler reel before the show started, Battletoads actually did make an appearance. Kind of lackluster, though, unfortunately. It didn't look all that hot. Uh, it looked, you know, it looked passable, but it was three-player instead of four-player, which was also a bit, uh, a bit random, but here we are. But three-player Battletoads, very cartoony look, but it just kind of looked meh. And the, and the, the, the art style that they went for really didn't, didn't hit with me. Uh, it didn't hit with me at all. I wasn't feeling that art style. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll have to see a little bit more because we didn't see too much of it. So we don't want to shit on it too much right now, but it did look pretty, pretty blasé. Uh, after that, we got what I'm going to already say is going to likely win the award for craziest art style of any game at E3 possibly of all time. And that goes, that goes to RPG Time, The Legend of Right. Look up the trailer for this, guys, and have your mind blown. All I have written down here is crazy-ass art style. That's all I've got. You've got stuff that's, like, drawn on loose leaf into cardboard, into uh, markers, and, and just... It's nuts. It's crazy. I only... I, I, I really couldn't describe it to you if I tried. Uh, but it's a, it is a, a, some sort of RPG, you know, encapsulation, but the, the style of it was insane. Um, I can't wait to see more. I need to see more to really get a grasp of what's going on there. But I can tell you whatever it is going on there looks really friggin' cool. So that was nice to see. After that, we got an indie game Sizzler reel kind of going through a whole whack of stuff. And then this is where we really started pushing the Games Pass, the Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. 
which you guys already know about on the Xbox, and then of course now we're bringing that Game Pass to the PC for about, I think it was $5 a month, and there's more on that uh, that I'll talk about soon, but we got that sizzler reel, there's a whack of indie games all available with the Game Pass. And then we spun that into uh, talking about a couple more high-profile games that we're going to get on Game Pass uh, before they moved on. And those games were Batman Arkham Knight, Metro Exodus, Hollow Knight, and Borderlands The Handsome Jack Collection, all available right now, apparently, on Game Pass. Then they really did talk a little bit more in-depth about Game Pass on PC, uh, including the fact that there are 100 games curated for it right now. That includes the upcoming Master Chief Collection, Forza Horizon, Ark, Prey, Wolfenstein, the new Colossus, the Tomb Raider, the newer Tomb Raider games, uh, or at least the newest Tomb Raider game. I, I couldn't quite get all of that notes in time before they moved on to other stuff. Uh, this is all coming through on the PC with a brand new Xbox app on Windows. So hopefully this means that the current iteration of the store is gone because we all hated it and it's bad. Hopefully they can turn that around. They really do need a better storefront. So let's hope that this new one is better. And then they announced Game Pass Ultimate. Which is going to be something else that, I, uh, that I'm going to want to touch a little bit more on uh, as well. Game Pass Ultimate gives you Game Pass on the Xbox, Game Pass, or Game Pass on the Xbox, Gold Xbox Live subscription, and Game Pass on the PC for $14.99 US a month. I can't... The amount of value there is, is kind of fucking mind-boggling. Honest to God. Um, that shit's crazy. <laughs> I like uh, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, you 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 can look more into that if you want, but that's that's the long short of the uh, of of the uh, Game Pass Ultimate. But I will tack this on. I'm not 100, percent but based on some of the language that they were using around some of the other games that we're going to get to uh, here um, in a bit when I get to talk to them, uh, talk about them, is uh, that it seems like a lot of stuff that you would normally get as pre-order bonuses if the game is going to be available through Game Pass. Uh, if you, and if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you're going to end up with those same Game Pass, uh, with the same, uh, pre-order bonuses. Now, I don't know if that, that will also happen if you just have the standalone, you know, PC Game Pass or whatever, uh, but it sounded like you have to have the Ultimate version, and if you do go all in with them, then you, it seems like that's going to be where they're going to get you for more pre-order bonuses. Uh, which, again, at $15 a month, fuck, I mean... I'm not even sure how how that can't be value. I, it's that I don't that has to go up. That has to go up in price at some point. I I, I don't understand it. Flight Sim uh, got uh, shown off like a rebooted name. It was no no date or anything attached to it. Just Flight Sim, but it is what it is. It looked fantastic, and it kind of looked like it was hinting at like some multiplayer or something. At least it looked like it, but didn't say anything in specifics. Anyway, regardless, even if it wasn't, it looks great, uh, and uh, I know there are several. Uh, flight sim community uh, or fans in the in the community uh, and uh, all of them were were thinking hey that actually looks not too bad so that was pretty good uh age of empires 2 definitive edition that 4k redo with a new campaign also going to be available game pass on the pc um i can't i don't have a date written down here but either way that is coming after that, we got an announcement for Wasteland 3, which is basically just more freaking Borderlands. Again, I'm telling you, man, it's the year of Borderlands. Uh, and then we spun into an announcement that Microsoft, of course, had picked up Double Fine. And then Tim Schafer came out on stage. They did a terrible little joke pun back and forth, and then followed that up with a quick little, hey, by the way, here's a trailer for Psychonauts 2. 
So if you're a big old fan of Psychonauts 2, great news, or Psychonauts in the first place, Psychonauts 2 is in fact coming. It looks a hell of a lot like Psychonauts. The voice acting looked great. The game looked great. Um, you know, uh, hopefully it turns out to be something special because Psychonauts is one of the most, you know, cult classic-y games uh, that I can think of that's been in the, in the last few generations. Uh, following that up, we got a look at Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. It's actually all nine films in a singular game. And it looks, you know, like, every, I mean, this, the Lego games are all pretty fire. I mean, I, like, I don't think they've ever, ever put one out that's been, like, really terrible. Uh, the physical humor stuff that they use is always great. That was here. Uh, it looked good. It's probably going to play well enough. It's certainly going to be a big hit with the kids. But it'll be fun to see how they try and stitch nine freaking movies together. Obviously, this will have to release after the ninth movie uh, lands, but you get the idea. Uh, following that, we got a... Uh, what do we got here? Oh, right. This is uh, Project Z, I believe it was called. It's an action RPG in the Dragon Ball Z universe coming early 2020. Uh, that looked you know, pretty good. This is where we kind of got into the block where we were... Um, oh no, not quite yet. We didn't get into the, into the Wii block yet. We hadn't gotten there yet, but that is coming. They had that in Japanese, uh, uh, Japanese voiceover and everything. It looked good, but not a heck of a lot of, you know, gameplay. It looked like another Dragon Ball Z game. When we real, it looked like a Dragon Ball Z game. Let's just be, let's just be honest. Uh, following that, we had, what did we have here? It's so warm in this room. Oh my Lord, have mercy on my soul. Uh, 12 Minutes, an interactive thriller. This looked really cool. Definitely check the trailer out for 12 Minutes. Uh, it's, uh, it, it seems to like it, the entire game happens in one room and you're, and you're reliving the same 12 seconds over and over, or 12 seconds, 12 minutes over and over again, trying to figure something, you know, figure this something out. Uh, but, uh, it looked really cool. Uh, great voice acting, delivering, delivering everything was fantastic in it. Definitely check it out. It looked like it was going to be something to keep your eye out for. Following that, we got Way to the Woods, which was just basically a Bambi simulator. It didn't look like anything neither here nor there. Uh, and then we dumped into something that a lot of the Xbox community are big fans of. Of course, that's Gears of War, where we got an announcement for Gears of War 5. It's called Bound by Blood. That's coming September, this September. Uh, I think I have written down here September 10th, if I can read my chicken scratch uh, properly. Coming with Game Pass Ultimate, uh, you can get that. As well, um, I think, I don't know if that was like you get it a little a couple days earlier or not. Either way, it's available for game, with Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, and I have it written here, this is where I first made that note of maybe more Ultimate exclusive, you know, content stuff. It comes back, of course, with a Horde mode uh, and a new arcade mode as well that they talked uh, about being a thing. With like an, uh, and another mode with that's called Escape, which is kind of like a bomb plant. Uh, you can pre-order it, or again, with the Ultimate Game Pass, and you get a Terminator skin, which actually looked pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. Next up, what do we have? We had, oh, the new Xbox Pro Controller. The first Xbox Pro Controller, no matter, you know, the fact that it was actually expensive as hell. I have one. It's one of the greatest controllers I've ever held in my hands. Uh, it's absolutely spectacular. They have an even better version, or seemingly better version, coming up next. Um, that's likely to launch sometime within the next year. I didn't see any uh, any dates, but I was writing frantically. Maybe the chat saw a date. Uh, this has adjustable tension thumbsticks, which is pretty crazy. So not just adjust, not just hot swappable thumbstick heights and grips, 
but adjustable tension on the thumbsticks, uh, as well as controller profiles that's the, that are onboard controller profiles, a 40-hour charge on their new battery, sensitivity switch with uh, that plays as well with the trigger adjustability. So this is an incredibly... Um, an incredibly customizable, incredibly adjustable controller. A lot of moving parts. Makes me a little scared that some stuff could break. Really depends on what it's made out of and how often you can mess around with it before stuff starts to get a little loosey-goosey. But it looked really good. It's probably also going to, you know, make you have to remortgage the house that you don't own and sell, you know, your one of your one or both of your most important organs. Otherwise, uh, it looks great. It really does look good, uh, and uh, definitely something that a lot of people are likely to be excited about because the first one was such a success despite the uh, the cost. Uh, following that, we had Dying Light 2, which looked absolutely fantastic, and then plot twist again. There's always Forza content at these Microsoft events for E3, but this was not the Forza content anyone would have ever expected, and... At the same time, everyone was super hyped because it looks absolutely fire. Forza Horizon 4 is getting a LEGO Speed Champions DLC. Not only do you get LEGO cars, but there are entire new area. There's an entire new area that's completely like LEGO to drive around in with your your regular cars, your LEGO cars, and everything. It looks absolutely insane. I'm on. And not only that, you don't have to wait all that long. June 13th! Shit's out this week. Incredible. Definitely check out the trailer for that. That took everyone by surprise. It looks really, really good, especially if you're already into Forza in the first place or driving games. Definitely go check out the trailer for that. It was it was quite something. Then we got a weak-ass follow-up with some sort of weird, although I was happy, this was only the only real mobile game that we saw. Uh, mobile Funko Pop Gears game, uh, which basically just looked like some sort of Clash Royale thing. Following that, another week saw State of Decay 2 Heartland. Uh, looks old and dated and not in a good way, um, but it's available now through Game Pass. And then we had, oh, this was another uh, interesting thing. So when Jeff and I were talking on the podcast the other day about what we thought was going to come out of the Sega announcement, you know, our hopes were 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 uh, to have um, Jet Set Radio Future, but I mentioned that it's probably more likely that we'd get something like a Fantasy Star. Uh, and sure shit, here it is. Fantasy Star Online 2 coming to the Xbox and PC, free to play, spring of 2000, or 2020, no, well, 2020, it's coming, 20, it's coming 2020, uh, and it looked great, it has cross-play for the Xbox, so that you're going to be able to play um, cross-platform there as well, and uh, completely English done up and everything, it looked, uh, it looked great. Uh, also, after that, this was kind of like the, the small weed block. We had Crossfire X from Smilegate. Now, the original Crossfire game is kind of like the 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 Counter-Strike, I guess, of Asia. Um, and was pretty popular from what I remembered uh, anyway in Korea, although I'm sure it was popular in other places as well. Um, first console on the Xbox in 2020. They didn't really show anything for gameplay. It was just like, hey, here's Crossfire X, so whatever. Then we got Tales of Arise, which is coming 2020 for the Xbox and PC. That looked really good. Uh, from a visual standpoint, the Tales games always do look great. Lots of people in chat were excited about that to see another Tales game, so that was great. Again, go and check out the trailer. Looked really good visually, uh, but again, they always do. Uh, minimal gameplay in that trailer, but it's a it's a Tales game. You know what you're probably going to get out of it anyway. Uh, after that, we got the actual Borderlands of E3 2019 in Borderlands 3. 
where they just showed a bit of a uh, of another trailer. Again, for me, anyway, my opinion of this is that while it looks visually great, it just it's just more Borderlands and and not evolved in a way that I find particularly compelling or that it separates itself in any like really meaningful way from the games that came before it. Whether that's a good thing or not is probably going to be up to the people that are big fans of Borderlands. Uh, but it's coming September 13th, I think is what I have written down here, of this year. And also they announced a lead-up DLC to Borderlands 3. It's a Borderlands 2 DLC, Fight for Sanctuary, uh, that is going to be available. I don't know if it's available now or when it's coming out, but it is a thing that's coming. Um, or you can play it now, whatever. Uh, that's going to, like I said, lead up to the story in Borderlands Three. Then we got the big Miyazaki and Martin crossover game that uh, kind of got leaked and talked about a bit early. That was Elden Ring. We got a trailer for it, and guess what? It looks Dark Souls, man. It looks Dark Souls, uh, which is fine because lots of people just want Dark Souls, and if it's Dark Souls, but we get exposition done by Martin and delivered in a way that is, you know, uh, entertaining and integral uh, uh, to you know parts of the uh, of that gameplay that we get in Dark Souls. Great, awesome, fantastic. Uh, but yeah, again, no real gameplay yet, so we'll probably see more of that as time goes on. But uh, it looked visually like Dark Souls, and it looked good. Finally, wrapping up uh, some stuff here in this block, we had Project X Cloud and the console streaming, where they talked briefly about the fact that uh, that. This October, you're going to be able to get the uh, the free update to be able to use uh, the cloud streaming service for Xbox to play your games anywhere, uh, and that's actually hands-on publicly at E3. So if you keep your eyes out, uh, you're probably going to see some uh, some articles and whatnot, maybe some video hands-on of that to uh, give you a better you know in-depth look at uh, just how good that is. Uh, and then we got the big, the big stuff. We got into the big two, at least from Microsoft's perspective. We talked a bit about the next Xbox, which got confirmed for holiday 2020. They went over briefly again, some specs they are just running big numbers out there, uh, to really get people going. It's a custom board, uh, based on Zen 2 and Navi, just as, just the same as PlayStation's, uh, next console. Now, what customizations both consoles got, or if they're the exact same customizations, we're not gonna know right away. Are they probably gonna be the same? Uh, there's a possibility, but I doubt it. It's sort of, they're probably gonna be performing pretty damn close, though. Regardless, they talked up about, uh, the GDDR6, you know, for video memory. Uh, they're saying that it is four times more powerful versus the Xbox One X. Now, I don't know in what metric they're making that happen, but that's a hell of a statement to make because the Xbox One X is actually a pretty potent console at this current time. They also talked, of course, about the ray tracing that's hardware accelerated, uh, which is kind of AMD's offering, not necessarily the RTX stuff that we're getting out of NVIDIA. Uh, and, of course, also talking about the SSD, which is what... Excuse me. Sony has been talking about theirs for a few weeks now, really talking up the SSD stuff. Microsoft talked about the SSD, but also talked about using it as virtual RAM. In, a, uh, in an attempt to really speed things up in other ways uh, as well, which I, I, I'm going to have to wait for Digital Foundry to eventually get their hands on that and really talk about it before I would be able to, you know, even have a hope of explaining to you more than that. That's just what I heard and what, what they've been talking about. Uh, and again, holiday 2020 for that. Launching alongside of that new console is Halo Infinite. This is what they wrapped up the entire presentation with. They said, hey, you know, the reason why, they said the reason why you bought the original Xbox was largely because of Halo. Well, here you go. 
next Xbox is coming, uh, and we're going to be launching Halo Infinite alongside of it. We got a trailer. It looked great. Uh, you, you get to, you get, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, I'll do it. I guess I'll just say it anyway. You do, you do get to see Master Chief, uh, Master Chief, and you get a little bit of information. Uh, the voice acting was great. Visually, it looked fantastic. You, they, they hit you with a couple of nostalgia bits with some of the sound effects that you heard. Yes. Oh, thanks. Uh, and that was and that was it. My food has just arrived, so I'm going to wrap it up there, guys. Uh, but thank you very much. Uh, stay tuned here to the RSS feeds and otherwise, or the live stream, uh, twitch.tv slash to see the rest of this E3 stuff as I can provide it. And until I see you there, peace. Peace.